When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, good afternoon and uh, welcome Thursday episode of the Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us and well, I guess we uh, we won't get to hear this anymore. The season's over. I got my rancher shoes on. Gonna put some moves on you. And The bowling banquet, uh, the My Talk team, which we've had since 2002, since our uh, inception. It's the only trophy the station owns, like a flat out sports trophy. You're right. Because you won. The hardware, the very first you year did. we were on that league. You won. Well, this year, Julia, we were the top of the bottom. Awesome. How do you do that? Well, okay. So there's <laughs> 24 so teams. The there's 24 teams. Uh-huh. And there's the top of what you consider the bottom, you know, go up from the bottom, whatever sure. is the dividing line, a oh. third and a third and a third. Oh, okay. We're the top of the bottom. And then there was another favorite team of ours was the top of the middle. Okay. And then a team we really liked was the top of the top. Oh. You know, the grand. So nice. And how much money does the top team get to split up? Well, you know what? By being, instead of being in last and second to last, which is what we've been the last couple of years, and we get like $27 each back. Yeah. We each got back like, you know, $47. That's Um, awesome. And our gal. It was a raise. Our gal, April, who's there basically every week but two, she got back like 65 Nice. And the big top team, what do they get? I mean, oh, like, they, it's got to be a they, lot. They, they do. They probably split maybe, maybe, I, I don't know. I can't do the math, but right. it's significant. It's, it might be $150, mm-hmm. $200 per person. I, I have no, I have no idea, but um, I just, uh, I want you to know, I get my little score sheet of the 16 oh, uh, weeks that the I The summary? Bowled. Yeah, the summary. Mm-hmm. Pretty pathetic, Julia, but... What was your average? Uh, well, my average... I, I bowl best game three. My average game three is 156. It takes you a while to warm up. Kind of like my dancing. Yes. Okay. No, no I'm a, I'm an average of uh, 137. That's awesome. You're down from last year, though. I am down from last year. It was 145 yes. or 7 last year, I think. But I... I um, but Lori still... My high game came the last time I bowled, a 184. That's awesome. Remember, you've had a 199? Oh, yeah. Anyway, it was fun. It was fun. You know, it's just, uh, it is a little bit bittersweet because we've all been together 
for 31 weeks. It blows me away yeah. how long that season is. Yeah, it's really long. So I know, but you have it worked out so you have subs and not everyone has to go every week. So we, we have a nine-person team. How many One usually? One lone guy. How, we how many have nine or ten people. I know, but how many people bowl a week? Five. Oh, for those of us who aren't in the know. Mm-hmm. Five a week. All right. Five a week. So, well, anyway. so were the hits that you went around with the chicken with your head cut off yesterday the, trying to find prizes? prizes around here? Yes. Uh, uh, a very nice man named Gary. Loved the Save Gary, Colleen and Bradley t-shirt. Nice. <laughs> uh, I love that. A guy named Gary. Gary got, got it. it. And mm-hmm. Save Gary. And his friends, according to his friends, he needs saving. So it's oh, a perfect t-shirt. Perfect. Another guy whose wife is a big fan of our show and his tiny got the little love is law. Our, our shirts from the fair. Someone who's uh-huh. a huge wild fan got the wild uh, memorabilia goodie bag. And then the... Which included Minnesota Wild ice cube, cube trays, trays. Which is, is really and for the, puck beer the true fan. Oh, yeah. That? Oh, yeah. And then... Uh, That's awesome. And then a guy who's got a family of five was excited about the family five pack to the zoo because he says his... They go out to the zoo a couple times a year because that's hundred dollars. Yeah. That's awesome. So anyway, I'm very glad. But I did make a note to talk to you about burpees today. Burpees? Yeah. I did them. Yeah. And I, I I've been a little bit. Um, did you do this at a class? Because no. you know I have that. I have a class twice a week where the, our lady loves doing burpees and uh-huh. mountain climbers. I like mountain climbers over burpees for some reason. Burpees that continual motion of. Going up, up and then, and then oh, down yeah. and legs back yeah. out and having and, to do yep. it like for, you know, two minutes straight is right. usually what the drill is. You are, it's, it's exhausting lifting well, your body up. It's exhausting <laughs> and it's painful if you haven't been doing anything like me. I mean, I rolled my rolls so onto the floor. No, I did beach body on demand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is that? Oh, it's just yet another thing I pay for on a monthly basis oh, that when I, is that at the cable? end of the is year. Is a channel? No, you have pay for it. It's it's a website, and they just you know you can do whatever type. They have plyo, they have this, they have that. You know who turned is, me on to is it? This is the thing you did um, when we were in Vegas, Vegas last yeah. year, when you made and, me leave the room, yes, so I could work out. Yes, yes. and you put it, you yes. watched it and on my you, phone, on your phone. Yes. yes, all right. So I go through spurts. I would if they would all be held together, I probably wouldn't have hurt my back today doing burpees because I would have been stronger. But all of a sudden. I'm into them, I'm into them, and I'm like... Are you like, like, have you done a minute yet? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're way, the workout is winding down. It's 40 minutes, and I only have like five left, and it shows you the clock Mm -hmm. on my, I just do it on my laptop. And so it's getting down, it's getting down, and then I'm just doing these burpees, and I'm just dying, thinking, why don't I stick with this crap? It hurts when you start it up again, and then And then what happened? That. In your back. What is that? Mm, My back. When you came up. Or just, when you went down. I just felt it, and I'm like, oh, no. Well, you're tight, Julia. You're very, very tight. I'm tight. And you're Lori, tight. so Lori says in our little tub white, Julia, you know you're tight. You're very tight. You're just like your brother, but you have boobs and what else? <laughs> and he is a wiener. That's what she says. <laughs> that's the, that's the she, only difference. Everything reminds you of him. But Casey, you guys. He's, you guys I are know. just like, I don't know. You're so compact. You're small. I'm not. And your like muscles. Him. Yeah, but your muscles are. Uh, oh, I'm just out of shape. Is what it is. Machines. Let's be honest. You're a tight machine. My Julia. tight machine hurts. <laughs> it hurts a little bit. So I've I've got my chiro appointment tomorrow. No, so I did that today, but it felt good mm. to move a little. I mean, I think the sun and it being 50 degrees is helping. 
Oh, for I mean, sure. I was so blue last week. How Absolutely. do you not just sit in your chair, read a book, Listen, and I eat brought my a brother, drink? I brought my brother down to uh, Paisley Park, to Chanhassen, to the ramp, you know, the the transit ramp to go over. He's got a four-day pass for this. Is that what you do? You you don't you All have right. to have a ticket so right, we don't fine. there's no reason for you to get Thank into God. the details that Thank you don't God. care about so i really don't i but i was driving him around you know just chan hassan he and I showed him the mural on the chan hassan movie theater and he was like just getting you know all for clumped about just going and going to paisley park and he's just a he's huge, such a huge fan and Anyway, but uh, my gosh, we met Debbie from Dallas, who's been to the Twin Cities, you know, like eight times since Prince has passed away. Really? Uh, we met some journalists. I don't know if there's as many people as there were last year that we met people, but I'm going out there tomorrow. Um, so I'll see. But my brother's out there all afternoon. And of course, um, that is Are there gonna... just different events going on the whole day out there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've explained this to I know, you and seventeen every, times, and I don't know why you ask because it is clear you don't <laughs> care what Not is really. going on. But yes, there's music. I'm you might so see busted. footage. You might. They've got the Graceland people, the archivists. They've got people there, and it is. If it's anything like last year, it is stuff that if you're a Prince fan, you're interested in all of it. Yeah. It is very interesting. Do they have a cafeteria for your brother? I'm just thinking how long he's going to be they there. They do. They oh, do. okay. Yeah, Prince has a cafeteria at Paisley Park. Oh, it's okay. all vegetarian, and they make everyone lock away their phones, and they painted the um, fire hydrant outside of Paisley Park purple, they and they really? have the chain link fence up for people to bring things, but... Um, I was talking to Rocco, and he goes, I don't know, why do they have to call it a celebration? I'm like, dearly beloved, we're here together to celebrate this thing called life. Yes. I mean, that mm. that, that that's makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. And he was a Jehovah Witness, so they didn't celebrate their birthdays. So, yeah, it might seem macabre sometimes to people to celebrate the day that somebody passes away. But from, I think, how Prince viewed it and his feelings about it was that it was, even though... It's a wrap-up to a story today, the Carver County Attorney. That's our story we can't get enough of. We've got some audio of what the results were of that, and um, we'll be right back with that. Dream about being a big star. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. So a couple things uh, happened today um, that are in the news, and it was trending all over the place on Twitter. We knew yesterday afternoon that Carver County, the uh, attorney was going to, uh, um, Carver County attorney was going to announce their findings of the investigation into Prince and the overdose of fentanyl. So we're just going to roll. This is like the last two minutes of this press conference that happened this morning. And it was probably about a 10 minute. He touched on all kinds of things in it, but this is the kind of the, the meat or the heart of the matter. The evidence that Dr. Schulenberg prescribed Percocet for Prince in Kirk Johnson's name is not germane to the ultimate question I reviewed, which is who provided the counterfeit Vicodin with fentanyl to Prince. Despite the intensive law enforcement investigation, there is no reliable evidence showing how Prince obtained the counterfeit Vicodin laced with fentanyl or who else may have had a role in delivering the counterfeit Vicodin to Prince. As part of the investigation, law enforcement completed forensic analysis on all digital evidence seized pursuant to search warrants. Despite their extensive efforts, law enforcement was unable to determine 
the source of the counterfeit Vicodin laced with fentanyl. Therefore, without probable cause and no identified suspect, the Carver County Attorney's Office cannot file any criminal charges involving the death of Prince. The fact that criminal charges are not brought certainly does not mean that some person or persons associated with Prince did not assist or enable Prince in obtaining the counterfeit Vicodin. After all, Prince somehow did come into possession of the pills and the pills had to come from some source. There is no doubt that the actions of individuals around Prince will be criticized, questioned and judged in the days and weeks to come. But suspicions and innuendo are categorically insufficient to support any criminal charges. Assigning blame by implication is not my role as the Carver County Attorney and as a prosecutor. My role is to make exacting legal determinations based on established and reliable facts, not to pass moral judgments. To ethically charge anybody with any crime requires probable cause plus a reasonable likelihood of conviction, noting that the threshold of proof in a criminal case is beyond a reasonable doubt to a unanimous, a unanimous jury. The bottom line is that we simply do not have sufficient evidence to charge anyone with a crime related to Prince's death. So, you know, and the, the deal was, is that uh, the doctor that was in question, this uh, Dr. Sullen... Schulenberg, excuse me. They uh, agreed to a civil settlement. Dr. Schulenberg will pay a $30,000 fine. He knew the painkillers uh, that he was prescribing for Prince's drummer... Um, Kurt Johnson. ...would be used by Prince. Yes, he did. And it was Percocet. Yeah. And so you're not allowed to do that, so he paid a thirty thousand dollar uh civil settlement and will be monitored under a two-year thing and it, the way the carver county attorney said you know the both the drummer he's longtime friend of prince and this doctor knew that prince was very private about it he did not know want people to know he was in chronic terrible pain i wish right. that you know there's right. lots of ifs wish should i sure. you know and all of this but he was in chronic pain and he was taking probably more pills than could be prescribed. So somebody, oh, I'll get you some. On the street. On the street. And fentanyl is so easily manufactured. It's like thinking Breaking Bad, making the meth. Yeah. It's it's so cheap to make. It's cheaper to do that than to go and find real Vicodin. Mm -hmm. This Vicodin is so good. It had the Watson, like 1280 or so 1250. It had, it had the stamps. stamps. Yeah, so you would never know, but that's the danger of street prescription drugs is that they can be manufactured using this fentanyl, which is easily created, and it's completely, you know, it'll and kill I, you. Yeah. And I think the yeah. big so thing... So that's what happened, and he also said that Prince did not have a cell phone. And so for most people, a trail of somebody who might be doing something for you would right. be on your cell phone. Right. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on uappodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Didn't have a cell phone. Wow. And the thing that I that so was also sat, learned is that he always thought he was either taking Percocet or Vicodin or some sort of an oxycodone. He never knew he was taking fentanyl. Well, yeah, that's the whole right. That's, but they, they didn't say. They, no one say, ever is meaning to take fentanyl. Fentanyl mm-hmm. is given like end of life or people who are really bedridden right. and chronically sick. I mean, yeah, it's yeah he did not. You're and stating it, the obvious. No, well, all right, fine, but I, but yeah, I mean, don't cancer no one, people no use one is looking, No one is looking. He no one. He wasn't looking for fentanyl. No, I understand that. And so when you explained when he was getting the drugs, maybe on the street they were laced with the fentanyl or something. They were probably a hundred percent made of Jeez. fentanyl yeah. to look like a Vicodin or look like a Percocet. Mm-hmm. And then he, the Carver yeah. County attorney, said this is one of the big problems with all the. The massive amounts of overdosing that's going on because people are buying what they think are prescription pills that are made out of fentanyl. And that's what happened to Prince. It could happen to anybody. Exactly. So it's so tragic. Nobody is out there like looking, you know, uh, for that. I mean, it'd be every once in a while you'll read about like a nurse or somebody. Very difficult to get. Real fentanyl yeah, patches like, uh, that they use in the hospital, right, for cancer patients and stuff. A hundred times stronger than morphine. Yeah, so it just—it was just—it was sad, and I, you know, it was that he was in that much pain, mm-hmm. uh, and that you know you couldn't, uh, and and he did have plans to. He didn't realize that he was even in that position. So when that thing happened on the plane, right, he did a week, a couple, a week before or two weeks before, he was going to end go to that place on the west coast. And because you do have to detox from prescription pills, mm-hmm. you can't just stop. It's like you just it seemed like stop. it was just yeah. when he was starting to realize, like I'm in trouble here. I got to do something about and this. Maybe and people then it all... around him, you know, mm-hmm. didn't know that he was doing it because, uh, you know. You're not taking them. The pain isn't going away, and the you get kind of get used to them, or your level you build builds up. up to, yeah, right. you build up a yeah. tolerance. But he had no idea. He just thought he was taking a, a, a Vicodin, so he was unaware that he was taking a fake pain pill. Oh, it's so tragic. Yeah. So I, I mean, in the wake of his, you know. Death, and then with this news wrapping up, uh, the, maybe the family. I, I don't know if they knew this, but they've re- the estate has released the original version of Nothing Compares to You today. And this is the version without Susanna Malvoin or Paul St. Paul Paul Peterson, who are on the backing. It's just his tracks that he laid down at this Eden Prairie warehouse. And it's never been heard before. It's also the estate put out a practice dance video of that same time period. <laughs> To go along right. with it. Donnie posted it, but we'll, mm-hmm. should we just go out yeah, let's listen go, we'll to go the out original? It's so yeah. beautiful. It is. Here, and here of course, go. this is what Sinead O'Connor made a huge hit. It's been seven hours and 13 days since you took your love away. composed arranged 
arranged and performed the whole thing by himself. Just see for on all the trends. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. There are things you need to know. Trending online this afternoon, Kanye West. He announced he's dropping two new albums in June. One is his eighth studio album. He says it will consist of seven tracks and will be released on June 1st. He also said a collaboration with Kid Cudi would follow on June 8th under the names kids see ghosts also trending this afternoon it's national high five day and time 100 trending this year's list of the most influential people according to time magazine has share writing about figure skater adam rapon tiffany haddish sharing her love for oprah and well ted cruz uh, sharing his love for <coughs> that guy um also trending online this afternoon deadpool 2 the final trailer is out for the superhero movie starring ryan ryan reynolds the movie is in theaters on May 18th. That's what's trending here on my talk. Here's your forecast. Clear skies tonight, 25 for the low, 52 for your Friday high. And by Sunday, finally, we're going to see 60 degrees. 47 right now at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Should not come home with me tonight? You just want attention. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. We are super excited. We have uh, Jenna Bands with us, and she's a uh, Minnesota woman who now she lives is. out in La La Land and is in Hollywood. And we are fans of your new NBC show, um, Good Girls. So thanks for being with us, Jenna. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I have to tell you, um, I have listened to you for so long because my mom is the biggest fan of your show so yes. every time i am home i your voices are so familiar oh, to me and um, jenna so you know what super I'm, fun to be on we, oh thank we you love hearing that and i'm glad that your your mom listens and you know we also were huge fans and we were oh. so mad when um the family the family that show oh, you created with um you. andy oh, mccarthy andy and mccarthy allen. and joan yes. allen it was that was yes. a great nail-biting, amazing show. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, you know, so much of these things are timing and luck and, you know, just what people feel like watching in the moment. I feel... And, um, so, yeah. yeah. It's I just sort of out of your hands, but it's, it's, it's fun to, to create it and just put it out there and hope people like it. Well, we bitched we, about it, we let did. me tell you. Because we wanted to be oh, wrapped up. Yeah. We loved that show. That was such a good show. Yeah, and we really are well, liking... next time I'm in Minnesota, I'll come tell you how it was all supposed to end. Please okay, do. Good. All right, so tell people who haven't, I will. who haven't watched Good Girls. I kind of describe it as if you're a fan of Claws... Or you uh-huh. you liked Breaking Bad, but it was too intense for you, and you needed to just dial it down 
like 30%. You want to have a little more fun, maybe? Yes, uh-huh. and I think you would love Good Girls. So give people the setup of the show. Sure, sure. Well, I think that's a great description. Um, it's a really fun show. It sort of straddles the line between uh, comedy and drama. And it's about these three, you know, very normal uh, wives and mothers uh, outside of Detroit who are really backed into a corner um, financially and become very desperate and for various reasons, decide, you know, the solution is to rob the grocery store that one of them works at. Um, So that's what they do in the pilot. And then, you know, complications sort of spiral out from there. But, you know, really it's about these three women and their friendship and their families and their sort of unlikely descent into crime. Um, And I would say... You know, it's probably funnier than it sounds. Yes. <laughs> it is. Yes. It. It's, a, it's a funny show. And these, these three actresses, Retta, uh, Christina Hendricks, and Mae Whitman, just have the most unbelievable chemistry. So, you know, the writers and I are always looking at each other saying, like, God, they're doing all the work for us because they're just hilarious. They so do. they make it... Um, but yeah, they make it so easy to write because uh, they really bring so much of, you know, they're really good friends off screen as well. Um, and I think you can really tell watching the show. So they bring some of that chemistry work. And it's just, it's fun. It's a really fun show. It, it's really good. And you're getting, I mean, so many people are loving it. Neil Justin loves it from the start to be in I know, here, maybe I know. it's more Desperate Housewives meets yeah. Claws. <laughs> Yeah, there's a little desperate in there. I would say there's a little weeds, too. Yes. If you ever watch that yes. on Showtime, yes. there's a little bit of that. There's a little break. Sort of like, um, yeah, it's it's an, it's a it's a weird, it's a different tone, which makes it really fun to do. And NBC was really um, sort of for it, because it's not usually a tone you get you see on network uh, network television right. so much. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and kudos to them for letting us do something sort of different. Mm-hmm. Has the show been renewed yet, or are you guys on pins and needles waiting to it, hear? It hasn't. I mean, we feel very hopeful. I would say we're on, like, a little bit of pins and needles. We're, mm-hmm. we're very hopeful. The ratings have been pretty good. Um, and, you know, the fan response has been great, and the critical response has been nice, too. So we're feeling good. I'm pitching season two next week to the network. Okay. And so we'll see We'll see what they say. But um, we're feeling good about our chances. We really are. We're so, excited. So, Jenna, you know, last week we had Nell Scovell on. Um, she's out promoting her book, and she's been a writer. and. Uh, in Hollywood for a long time, and um, yes, she d- is. Do you on every pitch? Do you always have to say it's this meets this meets this? Is that is that like standard uh, Hollywood you know, business? You think it is? Like I always kind of thought it was, mm-hmm. but you can. I kind of avoid doing that okay. because my luck. There's going to be someone in the room who you know. If I said this is weeds meets Breaking Bad meets. This is us. There's yeah. going to be someone in the room that hates Breaking Bad. So Got it's, it. Like, as soon as you say it, you know, you've completely sort of alienated that person in the room. So I kind of try to avoid that and instead, you know, just try to say it's an original tone. It's going to make you laugh. It's yeah. going to keep you on, you know, on the edge of your seat. And, and I try to sort of take that route instead of saying it's this meets this. And, yeah. and, and if other people want to do that, that's great. But, um, 
just in terms of, you know, backing myself into a corner, uh, I, I never really do that. But I'm sure some people do. Yeah. Right. But it's, I try to avoid it. It's a fun, it's really a fun show. And it's completely unexpected. I mean, seeing Christina Henricks, who we all fell in love with with the Mad Men. And, the, and Mae Whitman. Mae Whitman. From Parenthood. I, I mean, she's a oh, great actress. I and, I, and Retta. She I, can do anything. Yeah. And I Retta, know. I recognize and I'm like, how do I know her? She's been in a million things. Yeah, she's been in a million things, and she, um, you know, has mostly done comedy, and she mostly has uh, sort of played the sidekick and stuff in part in in different shows, great shows. Yeah. But she said, I think she said in some interview, um, you know, when she read the script, it was the first time she felt that she was getting offered a role to play a person yes. or something, and it just made me cry. Like, oh, wow. a person who has love in her life and has a good marriage and an amazing family, and, um, you know, so I, I like to think that all three of these women are totally doing different things than they've gotten to do in the past. They're yeah. all incredible actresses, and, yeah, I mean, I was the giantest fan of Christina Hendricks from Mad Men, too, oh, and, and, and um, even... you know, she was funny as Joan. Oh, she was great. So I knew she, so I knew she was funny. Yeah, and she was good um, in the first season of Happen Leonard. If you ever yes, saw that she show, she was kind of good. How about the totally. actor who plays Retta's husband, who was Mike from Mike and Molly's best friend, the cop? That guy is great. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, he's another one of those guys that you're like, God, I've seen him before. But um, to me, he's like totally a leading man. I mean, he uh-huh. can sort of do it all, too. It's like you think of these people, and, and I, I am totally at fault, you know, watching TV and movies. You're like, oh, they do comedy or they do drama. But really, they can, I mean, at least the cast I'm working with, they can do it all. So you can literally Jenna, throw anything at them. That's right. so awesome. So if you're just joining us, we're talking with Jenna Banks. And she grew up in Mendota Heights, Minnesota, and she is um, the creator of this wonderful new show, um, Good Girls, on NBC. I'm on, I think it's on Tuesday nights, yep. or it's Monday nights. Monday, it's Monday, Monday nights. Monday. Monday. And, um, okay, so we were reading your bio, um, Jenna, and one of the things that stuck out to us, because we are in love with Scandal, is Scandal, that you were a writer for Scandal. And yes. it's wrapping up tonight. The finale, the finale. end. I did. I know. Is it weird? I mean, because you wrote quite it's a... so weird. Yeah, you did quite a yeah. bit of work on that show. Um, I did. I did. I was on the first um, three or four seasons. Wow. I can't even remember how many seasons, but from the beginning, for sure, we had no idea it would turn into the biggest hit that it did. Um, and, I, yeah, it's ending, and I don't know what happens. I'm going to watch it with... Uh, all the scandal writers who have ever written for the show we're oh. having a screening so we're oh. so excited to watch it together oh that's so cool because you wonder you know what happens when these shows when you get off these shows and go do different shows if you're still invested in the other shows that you were part of oh totally yeah I, I think you have to be i mean sometimes it's hard for me to watch the, to continue to watch them because you know you're you're so out of it and you used to be so in the loop that it feels strange but mm-hmm. i would never not watch so i haven't seen every episode of scandal since i've watched but i would never miss the finale because i remember Shonda Rhimes, who's still a good friend of mine and mentor, said 
um, like the third day of the first season on Scandal, she was like, I know exactly how I'm going to end it. And she told us. So I'm dying to find out if she, if it's the way she was going to end it. And I think it is. I, of course, can't tell you. But right. you don't want me to tell you because it would ruin a great ending. So I'm really excited. Well, I mean, you really come from a writing family. Your husband created a superstore. Your sister writes for the Goldberg. This is at least your... Yes. This is at least just your third show that you've been the head writer on that you've brought to TV. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And your mother, it Sally, is. is Sally listening? Sally's for sure listening. Hi, Sally. Hi, Sally. You can come in studio anytime you want, sweetie. <laughs> but I mean, that's really... She's definitely listening. That's really something else, Jenna, because uh, just... Even in talking with Nell Scavell, and I hope you're keeping diaries and doing things for when the book you're going to write one day, just how many no's there are to be in the writing business of Hollywood. Like, you got to get some thick skin. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And, um, you know, and I've definitely had my share of no's. I mean, you you guys are so sweet. You're pointing out all of the positive things that have happened. But, of course, what goes on your resume is, you know, you don't put the million times the pitch didn't sell or the pilots I wrote that they didn't pick up and shoot. And, you know, I think for any aspiring writer out there that you do need a thick skin. It's just part of the business. And you try to sort of learn from every experience, and that's all you can do, and not get discouraged because everybody... I mean, you know, when we read people's bios, it makes it look super easy, but, you know, it's not. You have to, you know, my I was an assistant, my husband was an assistant, mm-hmm. we toiled, we got our bosses coffee and bagels, and, right. um, you know, we did all the sort of grunt, dirty work and worked our way up, and that's what you just kind of have to expect and do, and eventually you get lucky. Yeah. And is it true, Jen, in every single, because I'm thinking the big writer's board where you got the posty notes and the air, you know, yep. is that how everyone uh-huh. keeps track of everything? That's, that's a real thing yes, that we see on is. shows. It's a real thing. Okay. It's totally real. I mean, everybody has their own personal preferences. I do uh dry erase marks. I hate the little posty notes. They mm-hmm. drive me crazy, but um, you know, everybody sort of does it differently. Okay. And um, yeah, you just stare, you're staring at that board day in and day out, you know, <laughs> waiting for inspiration but that's it it's very unglamorous it's a lot of takeout food a lot of coffee um you know a lot of sitting around those whiteboards so it's not we're not dressed up looking good every day believe me we're we're very casual what a treat for us jenna bands the show of course is good girls it's on uh, nbc on monday nights on monday nights i think you've got four more episodes till the uh this season's finale um, two more, actually. Two more, oh, is that what it more. is? Okay, two yeah. more. So uh, we'll just uh, keep our fingers crossed that Good Girls gets uh, renewed. And uh, thanks so much thanks for so being much. with us. When you're home, please. Thanks for having me. We you're would welcome. love to have you in studio. If you come back oh, for the fair, you, you got to come say hi. Come and see us at the fair. I will. Oh, yes, I do. I haven't been to the fair in a couple years. I usually try to make it every year, so I definitely will. Okay, you do. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks, you, and congratulations. What fun. All right, listen, we come back. we got to talk about someone named Chloe. She's been on the web lately. Says maybe she'll be my Gwen Stacy, the Spider-Man. And I know she's using me to try to play him. I don't care. Hi, Suzanne. But I should have said bye, Suzanne, after the first night. But tonight I am. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. you got to check out Good Girls on NBC, and it's on demand. It really is. A, it, it's 
It's funny, and yes. those ladies have gotten themselves into some hijinks that are. Do you watch that show, Donnie? I have not seen it. I have. Sure that's your girlfriend, I know, it's my Christina, gal, Hendricks. Christina Hendricks. I know. What am I thinking? What are you thinking? Know. And you, you know, know, her husband is the guy who was in, on the bridge. You know, who played? Oh. Uh, yes. The you he's, know he always plays kind oh, of yeah. a wacky guy. Yeah. He shows up. He's in kind a lot of things. a goofy looking guy. Yeah, yeah he's yes. kind of a goofy looking <laughs> guy. Our Joey, before we get to Chloe. 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 Um, <laughs> Sophia Grace. Your little Sophia oh, yeah. Grace. And we met her on Ellen 2011. Yes. We love pink. And we, and yes. we love fluffy dresses. We love fluffy dresses. And yes. love those girls. <laughs> Sophia Grace is 15 years she old. She is not. Oh, Lord, I feel so old. She's, there's a photo, I know, there's she a photo of her in a jean skirt and kind of looking like a, you know, like a typical 15-year-old girl, like a young 15-year-old woman with lipstick and hoop earrings and long hair and a bra and a bosom. And oh, boy. I know. She did Nicki Minaj's Super Bass. That's how she got on it originally. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, you only look like that, that, you know, that fourth, fifth, sixth grade so cute. you still can see the you know what I mean. You can still see the little girl. The minute you hit like seventh grade, oh, you start fun. lengthening out and whatever or this or filling out or. Yeah, I'm looking at the photo. Are you looking at the photo? Can you believe wow. that? Wow. I know. What happened to our little girl? I went into our little <laughs> Sophia Grace, and will anything happen to her? Like, what, is she reached? Was that her pinnacle? On Ellen? She peaked on Ellen? I hope not, no, but I always kinda, worry about that. I know. She's been doing a lot of social media stuff and Instagram stuff over the years. I, I don't know. I feel like she's she's got some talent. All right. I think we're going to see her. All right. Uh, Chloe Kardashian. Uh, TMZ just got a, hand, a hold of the birth certificate, courtesy of Kris Jenner. Okay, what's it say? And just like her little cousins, North St. Stormy in Chicago, True has no middle name. Oh. Really? All right, so they, it still says Thompson. It says True, True Thompson, Thompson on still? the birth certificate. Of course, okay. she can always change that. And, and uh, True is the name of Chris's grandfather. Right. Okay. Here's a couple things that's that have been happening. So Chloe is the baby daddy is Tristan Thompson. He plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Their second game of their playoffs was last night against the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers mm-hmm. won the first grade. Game in Cleveland, mm-hmm. which has LeBron James. And then last night, they were not going to let, LeBron was not going to let the Pacers win. And uh, Cleveland won last night, and Tristan sat on the bench the entire game. He oh. did not play one minute, not wow. a single minute. I think a lot of our Timberwolves <laughs> should have been sitting on the bench last night. No. They were so pathetic. Yeah, were, were, were they? Well, Charles Barkley called them the stupidest team in well, basketball. Well, if you could have seen what they I. <laughs> I'm like I, I love him. I know. I no, love but they really, they really stunk it up last night. It was embarrassing. It was horrible. They gave up uh, before it even it felt bad. But I want to let you know that Tristan Thompson's dad. I think Tristan Thompson was uh, raised by a single mom. Okay. I think that's kind of the situation. But his dad said, had he been more in the picture, oh. uh, he would have told him a couple things about his life and he's threatening to write a tell-all book about his son's relationship oh, with Chloe. And, and Trevor Thompson is the dad's name. He claims to know plenty about the relationship between his son Tristan and Chloe and oh. he and he has information that is so juicy he could write a tell-all book. What? And um, 
this came after the Daily Mail exposed his son as a cheater and um and the TMZ had the tape of him at a nightclub making out and motorboating with three different women since October mm-hmm. and Chris Jenner who works harder than the devil himself uh, talked Harvey into sitting on that. I know it until she could work it into the storyline for the KPO I'm telling and the Kardashians. I'm telling you, I well, think uh, Tristan he, Thompson's dad. We should introduce her to uh, Megan Markle's stepsister. Stepsister, right. that's exactly. But he goes right. on to say that um, his poor choice, his son's poor choices, have stemmed from childhood, and oh. um, he uh, said his son should spend more time with him. He would teach him a thing or two. And oh, here's what he says, end quote. A man's job is to make sure his lady feels secure and loved. End of quote. So anyway. Is he trying to get on the payroll with the Kardashians? Well, people, a source tells people, again, Chris Jenner, that uh, Tristan Thompson is not living in his house. No, he isn't. But you know you're in the doghouse when you get kicked out of your own house. And and the reason with the girlfriend, right. they, yeah. So he's kicked out, and, and they kind of said maybe he just wanted to move out too. Well, maybe I say rent the RV, Chloe, and drive west. Well, and she had the whole get rid of your stage five clinginess. Just get rid of it and let you your don't... lips just calm oh, down. Boy, oh boy, her lips are so big. She's. I feel bad for she's her. She's got nothing. I feel bad for her. Yeah, she's well, got a brand new baby girl. True, she's just yeah. She's got her little daughter. So anyway, okay. And she's got her jeans line, Lori. She doesn't have nothing. Well, no, she's got all kinds. She of has stuff. a lot, but she just has nothing in Cleveland. It is very disappointing to have a baby with a man who's had his hands in everybody else's pants. I mean, <laughs> and you find no out way right around you give birth. that one. No, there. It really that would that be, hurts. I yeah. that would hurt. It hurts, and that's where Kris Jenner has put on her devil-making hat and said, how are we going to make money lemonade out of this? Now, Chloe, you just have to stay in the relationship a little longer. A little while longer, and I'll tell you why. Because people, women in particular, have always, Chloe has always been the favorite. Remember, we liked her the best. We were so hoping she would be good. Remember when she tried out to be... That um, The X Factor, she's the host. She's the the MC. It was tragic. We felt for her. Oh, it was just painful. That was so painful. Painful. Uh, By the way, our girl Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl. Sharp Objects. Yeah, she's got a... uh, Inked an overall deal with Amazon Studios and Utopia, which is uh, based on a British series of the same name. She's doing that for them. And, of course, she said it's pure creative catnip to her. Did you ever see that show, Donnie? No, Utopia. No. Utopia. It's, it's the British kids. one. No. It's, a, it's teenagers about teenagers, isn't it, or something? But her novel, Sharp Objects, is coming to I HBO soon, starring Amy Adams.